Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. Today we'll be looking at Parashah Naso, which runs from Numbers chapter 4 verse 21 to chapter 7 verse 89. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube or via our website. Parashat Nassau. I still remember screaming at the TV. It was 1999 and Manchester United had just scored the winning goal in the Champions League football final. Not just that, but they'd also won the Premier League and the FA Cup. My club had done it. We were European champions. Did you have a favorite toy growing up? Or a best friend at school? A favorite band or a sports team? From having a favorite color to having a favorite job, it seems like we humans are designed to be picky. We choose something, like I did with Manchester United, because we find it special. To use biblical Hebraic language, it finds grace in our eyes. We love special things, and we also love to be special. This week, our parasha is relatively eclectic going from a special ritual test for marital unfaithfulness to a shopping list of items given by the tribal leaders at the dedication of the Mishkan. However, in the midst of all of this, we find something unique, something special, or perhaps better put, some one special, the Nazil, the Nazarite. The Nazarite was someone who made a special commitment to separate himself, to make himself unique. Indeed, that's what the word means, someone separated. The idea was that the person making the commitment was supposed to dedicate themselves to God. As we've come to expect from the Torah, there's an elaborate ceremony that the Nazir has to go through in order to make this commitment. But perhaps it's more interesting to note exactly what he's committing himself to. He wasn't allowed to touch anything connected to the grapevine, so no wine. He had to let his hair grow long and wasn't allowed to go near a dead body. Feeling confused? Well, let's take a closer look. The strange conditions attached to being a Nazir were supposed to show him and everyone else that God was the most important thing in this person's life. Nothing was supposed to make him impure in any way. And that's really the whole point of something being special. The whole purpose of the Nazir's life during his time of commitment was to serve God. It was pretty extreme. To help us understand this a little bit better in our context, let's take a look at some of the commitments we make in our lives to things we define as special. We commit ourselves to jobs. If we're working full-time, we probably can't have two full-time jobs. We commit ourselves to our partners and families. If we don't, our relationships and families break down. And we commit ourselves to sports teams. I'm sure you've realized the theme here. We make commitments to things we find special all the time. It's just that we don't usually let our hair grow long or stay off the grape juice. Perhaps the most famous example of a Nazir in the Tanakh is that of Samson. Samson's story reads like the plot of a Hollywood movie. Incredible action scenes, killing people with a donkey's jawbone, romances, and a plot twist that we didn't see coming as Samson literally brings the house down to destroy his enemies. Samson was supposed to commit himself to God but in the end, he made wrong choices and ended up as a slave to his enemies because he didn't listen to God. Sure, Samson comes good in the end and is vindicated, but perhaps he's not the best example of what it means to be an Azir. Thousands of years later, we get a better example. Yochanan ben Zachariah 
who we know better today as John the Baptist, was told to be a Nazir for his whole life from the time of his birth. He committed himself to God and God used him to turn many people in his generation away from their destructive selfishness. He would even see the Messiah who is really the archetype of what it means to be a Nazir committed to God, even though Yeshua wasn't technically a Nazir in the Tanakh sense of the term. But Yeshua wasn't just committed to God completely, he was also committed to us. He chose to die a brutal death in our place in order to restore our relationship with God. Because of his incredible selfless love for you and me, we can have our lives changed for the better. We can have purpose, be forgiven, and be filled with his love. All thanks to the Nazir par excellence. But let's get back to the idea of commitment. What are you and I really committed to? Are we committed to worthwhile things like our family, things that will last forever? Or are we dedicating our times to things that will one day simply disappear? Perhaps the idea of being committed to God sounds strange, but it's really no different to the other commitments we make every day. The only difference is, if we really do commit ourselves to God as spiritual Nazirim, then we will find purpose and fulfillment and not the emptiness that so often colors our commitments to temporal things. Today, for good or for bad, I still like Manchester United. I know, I know, they're probably not your club. But regardless of that fact, I've realized that there's something much more special than Manchester United and someone that I'd much rather dedicate my energies to. Yeshua, the Messiah, the one who rescued me and you. What are you committed to? Things that will last forever or things that will soon be gone? Remember, God is committed to you. He showed his commitment 2,000 years ago through the Messiah. What will you choose? That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our Parashah's Espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youthenfearjesus.de.